Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. We've had stories previously about people who found other people living in their homes and the problems they had trying to get those people out. And if you call the police, quite often the police will say, oh, this is a civil matter. It's between you and them. Take it up in court because they don't want to get involved. Now, here's a story Jerome sent me where the police got involved. But the way they got involved uh, is kind of weird. So a man went to inspect his new home. Police handcuffed him for trespassing. Stories from the Washington Post and Jasmine Hilton wrote it. The man's last name is Tubo, T-U-B-O. So just after he bought his two-story corner house in Prince George's County, a pipe burst. Months later, hoping to move into the home with his family, he went to meet with contractors to take a look at the water damage. But soon, Prince George's County police arrived. They placed him in handcuffs and arrested him as his neighbors watched. The former owner of the property, claiming to still be the owner, had called the police on Tubo for trespassing. So the person who called the police did not own the home, and Tubo did. So proof of his property ownership was publicly accessible on the Maryland State Department of Assessments and Taxation government website. His Maryland driver's license listed the address as his. Nonetheless, police detained him and told him to leave his property. That's according to uh, the lawsuit that he filed and won. The officers were verbally abusive, and one, who is an African-American, told him he should, quote, go back to wherever he came from, unquote. And I'm obviously quoting from the complaint. So the man's a 60-year-old federal government security contractor. He said, they treated me as if I was nothing on that day. More than two years later, a Maryland jury awarded Tubo compensatory damages of $300,000, After he sued the county and he won, it's according to online court records. The jury found that Prince George's County police officers uh, were liable for battery, false arrest, and false imprisonment. Uh, One of them was also found liable for assault. Uh, Two or three of the other ones were found liable for violating his state constitutional rights. Multiple efforts to reach the police officers were unsuccessful through the police union and also checking publicly listed phone numbers. Officers remain employed with the department, according to county police. So one of his attorneys said it was a resounding victory for Mr. Tubo, who felt that he was mistreated and wanted to go to court to vindicate his rights. And he was able to do that. The county filed motions asking the court to toss the case or to grant the officers a new trial and to remit the jury verdict. Those motions were denied. The county withdrew an appeal, according to court filings, and the attorney for Prince George's said in a statement that the county plans to satisfy the judgment and that litigation is no longer being pursued. She said that her office will not comment any further than that, however. Uh, An attorney representing the county at trial argued that during the interaction with the officers, Tubo failed to show official documentation proving the home was his and that police had legal justification to detain him for uh, refusing to leave the property. That's according to motions they filed afterwards. The defendants were confronted with circumstances where two people claimed ownership of the same property and where one person presented a deed which on its face proved ownership and another person without any proof of ownership. The defendants were forced to make decisions based on the facts they knew at the time. Well, there's an interesting angle here because, number one, he did have evidence. He, he had the address in his driver's license. And now you're going to say, Steve, driver's license doesn't prove ownership. No, but it goes, uh, it goes in that direction. 
But the deed that the police were shown, that's an interesting question. We'll get there in a second. Because here's the deal. It was April 17th, 2020, at about 10.30 in the morning. Tubo was visiting his home on Autumn Ridge Court to meet with contractors inspecting the water damage. He had purchased the house in October of 2019. According to online court records, the previous owner had been foreclosed upon. So what happened is that person who was foreclosed upon was very upset by this, apparently, and they called the police when they saw the guy who now owns the house in the house they used to own. There's a 911 call that was made. An officer told the operator that a woman had walked into a district police station and told them she had squatters at her house. So she appears to have filed a false police report. That's, that's one of the wrongs that's done in the story. So while Tubo was speaking with the contractors inside his home, the police officers arrived along with the former property owner. So they brought the property owner with them. The former owner showed them a deed from 1993. So that's only, I don't know, 27 years old. And as you can imagine, somebody had a deed before that, somebody had a deed before that. That doesn't prove present ownership. That proves who owned it in 1993. So Tubo's lawyers asserted in their lawsuit that the officers would have known that a deed does not verify the current state of ownership, but rather shows the date a property was transferred from one party to another if they'd been properly trained. The officers and the former owner entered the house, then stepping outside, the officers asked Tubo for documents to prove his ownership. He said, I was shocked because, I mean, why would they come to ask me about something that I bought legally? He explained that the documents were in storage due to the water damage, and he asked for time to retrieve them. They said no and told him that the owner of the house has the documents here. And again, what she had was a 27-year-old deed. Tubo said that uh, one of the police officers called him a thief, then contacted his real estate agent who sent him an emailed copy of the deed, the current deed. The uh, police officer replied that the deed was fake and ordered Tubo to immediately leave the property and not come back. Now, the officer denied those allegations in the post-trial documents, but based on what happened here, they certainly sound reasonable to me. But they repeatedly asked Tubo to leave until he could prove ownership. And that's the thing. If he has documents that he can show them that were emailed to him, uh, that seems like that'd be evidence. Now, they keep saying they want proof, proof. And I've had people discuss this with me. What's the difference between evidence and proof? Well, sometimes those definitions are blurred, meaning that you prove something with evidence. And so if someone says prove it, they're asking you to show them enough evidence to convince them that what you're saying is true. So if there's a woman standing there with a 27-year-old deed and the other guy's got on his phone something sent to him by a real estate agent that is a current deed, at the very least, the police should have said, you know, we don't know who's right here. Maybe this becomes a civil matter they always talk about. Tubo said he tried to reason with the police officers and asked whether he could lock the house with his key before leaving. And the officers instead arrested him. So meanwhile, the officers pushed Tubo, causing his leg to strike the police vehicle, handcuffed him. uh, And of course, the police officers denied this at trial. uh, But he said, they were very aggressive with me. I decided if I'm not careful, they might end up killing me. 
He was then unlawfully searched, according to the lawsuit, as neighbors watched from their windows while Tubo said he was embarrassed the whole time. The contractors at one point also tried to show the officers online records that listed Tubo as the owner, but the police ordered them to leave the home also. So for some odd reason, they're buying everything that the former owner's telling them, but nothing everyone else is telling them. And once in a while, you get yourself in a situation where you've committed, and then you realize, oh, if I back out now, I might look silly. So they just plowed ahead. That's my personal opinion. Um, Tubo was in handcuffs for about 20 minutes, and then police finally released him. While searching him, they found the driver's license that had the home listed as his address, according to post-trial motions. Uh, and the officers declined to charge him. So after going through all of this, calling him names, telling him he's a liar, dragging him out of the house, saying he can't go back into the house, saying he can't lock the house, letting the previous owner come into the house, they do all this and they don't charge him with anything. So at what point did they realize that they had screwed up? Tubo left and he and his real estate agent called 911 to request that new officers respond to the home. Tubo returned to the property with his agent and an acting lieutenant arrived. That lieutenant verified on the SDAT website that Tubo was the owner. Oftentimes, you'll hear about people who demanded to speak to a supervisor. And the thinking is that once in a while, the, 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 the ground-level officers might not be as well-informed as the supervisors. Supervisors certainly should be better than the people they're supervising. So if you ask for a supervisor, maybe one will show up who knows what he's doing. So the supervisor showed up and said, oh, yeah, you're right, this is your house. As the encounter wound down, police told Tubo that the officers that he had interacted with would be recommended for training. In the motion to dismiss, the county said that the evidence clearly shows the officers did not know that Tubo had purchased the residence months earlier, that the officers were acting with the information they had before them. Well, the fact that they didn't know that is because they weren't listening. He told them he'd bought the house recently, and they didn't care, or they didn't believe him. The defense motion described Tubo as irate and aggressive towards the officers and said that they feared a possible assault on their persons. Tubo said he pleaded with the officers but was not aggressive. Um, If police officers come into my home and tell me to leave because somebody has a piece of paper saying they owned the home 27 years ago, I might get upset by that. That, that seems reasonable to me. Uh, there's always a fine line if you want to get too upset with police officers because even worse things can happen. But the man had a right to be upset. So the judgment was entered in favor of Tubo. The county argued in post-trial motions that the officers had probable cause and that the verdict was excessive, was excessive. The whole idea of this country, the whole reason for the Bill of Rights is freedom, is liberty. This is his attorney speaking. To do what we want without government interference. We've seen many occasions where it's turned on its head for whatever reason by police excesses. Tubo said he and his family were able to move into the home a few months after the interaction with police once the water damage was cleared up. The money is secondary, he said, of the award for the court. The most important thing to me is there's law and order in the United States. So we have to compare and contrast this, as they say, with all the cases where someone shows up at their home and there's someone living there. Someone's drilled out the locks and moved in over the weekend. Squatting in your home. You call the police, police go, what's going on? You go, this is my house, there's people in my house. The vast majority of these cases, the cops go, how do we know? This is a civil matter. 
take them to court. And so I've heard of a few instances where people have convinced the police that I can show you it's my house. They cannot get you any evidence to show you that it's their house. And I've seen a couple where the police got involved, a couple. But the vast majority of the time they go, eh, we don't know what, who to believe. So here they picked a winner. And if you're going to pick a winner, you should at least be able to defend it later. And so they say, well, this woman has got a deed from 27 years ago. To us, a deed trumps everything. Well, it does trump everything, except for later deeds. In the 27 years that follow, how many other deeds were filed? And it turns out, as they note here, that the property ownership system is online. You can go online and look at it and see who owns it now. And so the fact that a lieutenant said, oh, I see that now. This is your house. Sorry about the inconvenience. Problem, of course, is that what had already transpired because the police officers who showed up wouldn't do that. So I understand that the job of a police officer is very difficult. They encounter all kinds of things on any given day, all kinds of weird disputes, and much of what they deal with is pretty straightforward. If you're a traffic cop, you see people speeding, right? You're a detective, you are called in on crimes. And so how often do the police get called in on a somebody is squatting in my house case. I mean, it happens a lot and we see it in the news a lot, but it probably doesn't happen that often to any given police officer or even any given police department. But somebody has got to understand how you would show ownership of a piece of property. And the fact that somebody shows up with a 27-year-old piece of paper saying, this is my house and this proves it, you'd have to understand that there might be somebody out there who's got that 27-year-old deed and is upset that they got ousted from their house and they got foreclosed upon. And that's apparently what happened here. Now, I don't know if anything happened to that person because that person filed a false police report. And so that person should be dealt with on some level. But the police treating the man as they did, ejecting him from his house and at one point handcuffing him and tossing him in a car, that's inappropriate, for which he got $300,000. So there you go. Jerome sent it to me. Thanks a lot. Jasmine Hilton wrote that for the Washington Post. He went to inspect his new home. Police handcuffed him for trespassing, but he won the lawsuit. Questions or comments? Put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Don't get it right. Just get it written.